0: How you guys doing? This is Hasin Williams here with Coach Robbie Sandoval after a big win over league rival El Cap, 61-24. to Coaching the first half, it looked like they were really trying to slow you guys down defensively, kind of uh, maybe junk it up a little bit. You guys had trouble scoring, but... Defensively, you guys stopped them from scoring. What was the adjustment to kind of how they were playing you defensively?
1: Um, We just really wanted to try to move the ball, set a lot of ball screens, a lot of dribble handoffs, try to get Peterson and Guerrilla, they're our top two scorers, loose. You know, unfortunately tonight, uh, unlike the last game we played them, we had some other kids step up like Corley and Bennett, and that's huge for us.
0: So, like you said, they did it. It seemed like they did a, they made a, a conscious effort to try to slow down Peterson. A lot of face guarding. Um, talk about your team's ability to have other people beat you, and, and the, the fact that you had a, a one-person show.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely big for us. I mean, we we go over that all the time. Teams are going to do that. We know that. Other kids have opportunities to step up. They do. And you know, Peterson does a good job of not getting, you know, rattled or struggling and getting frustrated. So she just continues to play basketball as you saw today. She started passing the ball a lot more, getting assists, and then getting out in transition.
0: So t- you guys have dominated the league. I think it's the 18 straight. Um, a lot of new teams come in the league. Uh, I know, f- like, this year, a couple teams, Grossmont, Cap, really felt like they may have had a shot. How important is it for you, legacy-wise, not only to-, to win the league, but to continue your dominance over the league?
1: Well, I think it's very important just because, you know, the kids, even the, the girls who graduated in the past, remind these kids all the time when they come back and let them know, like, look, We haven't lost since Coach Rob's been here in league. And it's very important to kind of, i say send a message, but let people know that we're still the top dog and we're going to continue to be the top dog.
0: So last time I spoke to you, uh, it was after you guys won the Open Division. Talk about where this team is now and how you feel about the chances, the prospects, of making another run at the Open title.
1: I'll tell you what, this, um, this year, the Open Division, I think, is the deepest it's been ever since the Open Division started. You got legitimately six or seven teams that can win it all. Um, it's going to be highly competitive. We're just trying to get better every day. We lost a couple tough ones. Uh, we just lost a tough one to Christian. We felt like we played really well. We got another big one going up against Bishops here in about a week and a half. And we just got to try to get better. And when the playoffs come, hey, um, we're going to be ready to go.
0: Well, appreciate the time. Uh, good luck on the win, and uh, not too much good luck next week against Bishops.
2: Thanks hey, a lot, Coach. You know that.
0: <laughs> All right, people.
2: All right. Welcome back uh, to another edition of the Girls Basketball Podcast. We are at uh, Mount Miguel today. seen Williams, uh, Braden Sopranian here. Uh, we finally made out to Mount Miguel. It took us a year and a half, and they won the open title last year, and we never talked about them once, so we decided to go to a game. And it took us a year and a half. But we're finally here in El Cap. Or, uh, they played Lcap Cap today, Mount Miguel did, and won in a you – know, dramatic not really dramatic fashion but a convincing fashion they won 61 uh, a game that was 24 or 28 uh, to 4 at halftime uh, take away you know the score El Cap was in it a lot early in the game and they their defense was showing really st- was stingy defense but what happened and transpired the the, the snowball that kind of rolled down the mountain uh, in terms of El Cap's chances tonight well they definitely
0: focused on their defense and sometimes when you when you put so much emphasis on one side of the ball, um, other side suffers. So as well as they did of, of slowing down Mount Miguel, specifically Peterson, they weren't able to score on their own. So sometimes it's like, you know, do you want to put all that effort all that effort and trying to do one particular thing and other things suffer? I think that's kind of what you saw. So if you were to say, hey, you did a good job stopping Peterson, that's great, but you're not doing anything on the other end. So it's, it's like a net negative.
2: Mackenzie Curtis, the stud basketball player for El Cap, the sophomore is all uh, the leading scorer right now in San Diego County. She was pretty much shut down, and she was in foul trouble early. Do you see that playing an effect as they try to manage her time in the first half? I think the foul trouble was key. I think she was. Uh,
0: they did a really good job of, of sending multiple players at her. Um, stifled her a little bit and then she's you know trying to make plays defensively got a couple of cheap fouls she's a competitor and um, I know they really get up for this game this is a, a team that they uh, LCAP is measuring themselves against Mal Miguel so uh, sometimes emotions are really really high pick up a cheap foul here I'm not sure uh, what was uh, with her running mate Jordan uh, Granity she wasn't out here today that's a big factor they don't have a whole lot of people that um, score the ball so when you're down probably I'm, I'm Quite sure she's their, their second lead to score when when she's missing. It's it really makes it a lot harder for um, the margin of error t- for them to try to beat a Mount Miguel is already slim. So being down a score, it really hurts.
2: Earlier in your interview, you were interviewing uh, head coach of Mount Miguel, and talking about the dominance they've had in the Grossmont League, and you look around. They have not lost a league championship since the year 2000 or whenever he started. Uh, what can you say about the dominance Mount Miguel has had out here in the East County? Well, it speaks to
0: the, the consistency of him as a coach, uh, the kind of players he gets. And again, he doesn't wow you away with, you know, a, a, you know he usually has maybe one or two next level players, Um, but he does such a good job of everybody in the roster really buy into the way they play. Um, You know, I've, I've coached a couple of his kids in club ball and, you know, they're, they're all well-coached, smart kids. They play really hard, really uh, focus on the defensive end. So it's, it's really a testament to, like I said, the consistency as as a program, as a whole, the consistency of his coaching and, and the system that he implements and mainly how much people, Buy into the legacy of like like you mentioned it's it's not just the current players but uh, the pride that the former players have, and they don't want to let down that legacy of, of being the, the first team that doesn't win a league title
2: while you're answering that, I got a notification on my phone from Twitter of uh, an alum that said go matadors to the tweet of the yep. of the score we posted and it hit hashtag and then class I, I wasn't able to see exactly the class but that's just how much tradition they have here at mount mcgill and how much winning gross League games is to them um, but let's get into last week we had we sent four of our top Programs over uh, to Northern California. They played in a, in a pretty big tournament. You were there. You were able to see it. How did we do? It sounded like we did really well on the first day, and then the second day we kind of struggled, but it sounded like everybody got a win up there.
0: Absolutely. So on the first day, um, Bishops, um, Country Day, and Cathedral all won with Mission Hills being the only team that lost, and then the second day it was flip-flop with Mission Hill being the only team that won. Every team that, that the, the the San Diego section teams played were ranked, a lot higher than us. Uh, whether you look at Cal High or, or Max Prep, so the level of competition that we played was was really good. I think we definitely uh, represented the section well. Um, probably the most uh, dominant performance would be that of Country Day, who beat the home the home team or the, the host team, St. Mary's, uh, almost by 30, if not by 30. And that's a perennial power ranked top 15 in, in the state by a couple different publications. So, um, it doesn't get more convincing than, than what country day did. And it's good to see uh, Tiana pow pow back. She had 32 big points. So, um, I think we definitely went up there and, um, earn some rec- some rec- some respect and uh hopefully some recognition as we get into uh some some post seat from some uh open division seatings uh some state seatings that you know they'll, they'll respect the section
2: well that drastically changed our top 10 so we'll, we'll start it off in the, the bottom half if i can remember correctly uh number 10 was san marcos uh, they they've kind of fallen the whole time but they've managed to stay in the top 10 uh with their tough schedule and, and what coach de is doing what can you say about san marcos
0: they're tough. Uh, Cloutier is out for the year. Um, it's probably going to be one of the tough, uh, one of the tougher jobs. Coach DeCarlos had to do. Um, we, we talked about it before. We feel like uh, the top ten is pretty much the top ten. So even with their losses, I think the the gap um, is probably still pretty good between them and the and the, and the teams that would be uh, trying to stake a claim for for number ten.
2: Number six uh, in the county is. LaCosta Canyon, if I do believe, or number nine is Costa Canyon, if I do believe. Uh, they did flip-flop, and they're back in the top ten for the second week in a row. Uh, what can you say that they kind of struggled early, and now they're uh, you know back on the rise?
0: The schedule was really, really tough. They played uh, six or seven of the top ten teams in the county in the first you know eight to ten games of their season. So they're battle-tested. A lot of people probably were looking at their record and thinking that was an indication of how good they were. But they're a good team. They got a tough matchup this coming week. They play Mission Hills. Uh, Mission Hills is coming off a really, really big win over Bishop gorman yesterday so i feel like they're rolling uh, that'll be a huge test for la costa kenya i know for a fact that uh the, the staff over there at mission hills uh things highly of la costa and they definitely won't be taking them lightly
2: and then and you get to eight in the county which is benita vista you go to seven which is modern day six is this mount Miguel team we just watched and if they put another showing like today they should be in the top five pretty shortly uh with the dominance that they had over el cap and then you get to the top five and this is where all the rearranging happens uh, starting with number five, we have Bishops. They've uh, cracked the top five after that big tournament uh, last weekend. Coming in at number four is Cathedral Catholic. They've dropped a couple spots after losing to Christian. They seem to be, uh, you know, reeling a little bit after uh, that Christian loss, which was very uncharacteristic with the amount of times they've turned the ball over. And then you get to number three, which is Mission Hills, La Jolla Country Day, two, and then uh, Christian number one. Uh, talk about the the reasoning in the in the poll people had in determining these top four, cause that was the most movement and it had to do a lot with the tournament with La Jolla country day. And the fact that Christian is, uh, you know, dominated down here in San Diego.
0: So like, uh, Christian, we, Christian was also, was already in the mix for preseason number one. So their win over cathedral kind of elevated them. Um, it, It was tough to place Cathedral just because, we, you know, how far do you drop them when they lose to a really good Christian team? So uh, they did struggle pretty bad yesterday. I think the problem with Cathedral, you have a team that was really good the year before, and then you add, you know, one of the best players in the county and in another in the uh, A Brady and another top freshman in Izzy Navarro. So I think it's just taking them a little time to figure out pieces. People who had prominent roles last year, all of a sudden, they're more in a complimentary role. So I think they'll figure it out. Uh, top, for the top 10 this week coming up, though, especially the top five bishops, uh, we play uh, Country Day on Friday and then Christian on Saturday. So that will definitely have some bearing on what, how next week's top five and top 10 look.
2: Let's get to uh, some of the games that we want to pick, and uh, we're looking at Friday this week. you we got some big games here: is uh, Mission Hills uh, plays at La Costa Canyon. OLP is going to play Point Loma, Tri-City Christian, Maranatha, Bishop's La Jolla Country Day, the rivalry you were talking about earlier that you're going to be a part of, and University City at Morris. Besides your game, obviously, and then the La Costa Canyon game that we already talked about, what other games sticks out to you as uh, one of the most important coming up on Friday?
0: I mentioned earlier, but La Costa Canyon, Mission Hills is, 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 is really big because, you know, it's it's going to it's really going to give us a measure of of how uh, much that early season schedule has really prepared uh, LaCosta Canyon for Mission Hills. So I'm really interested to see how that one plays out.
2: Next week, early in the week, we got some big matchups on Tuesday as well as Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday, University City at OLP is going to be a good matchup. Rancho Bernardo at Westview. We're going to see uh, Lolo uh, Reynolds again. Escondido Charter at Tri-City Christian. Uh, two smaller schools that have had pretty good seasons. Uh, you wanted to talk about Tri-City Christian. What can you say about how they've played so far?
0: They, they've done really well. A uh, Big fan of their coach, Alyssa Ramos. Uh, we had a chance to go down there and meet her last year when they play Pacific Ridge. Um, they're talented. they have a uh, couple of really talented freshmen I don't want to butcher names. I know uh, one of them is Bailey uh, she's a super talented freshman big body strong kid can shoot the ball and then they have another post player Natalie Pier who actually just went over a thousand points last week so um, they're a team that's on the rise. Um, uh, small schools so not a lot of uh, people talk about them, but they're doing good things, and hopefully, we can get out there to see them soon.
2: We also got a big battle in the South Bay, Otay Ranch at Benita Vista, and then uh, we have a rematch of Cathedral and Christian, a battle for first place for the Western League, and uh, you know, a chance for Cathedral to try to bump themselves back up to the number one spot potentially with a game against the Patriots.
0: It's so cool to have two of the top five or uh, teams that are in the same league so like with country damn bishops and uh christian and cathedral because they're gonna play twice so it's like uh it's it really gives you a chance to to see them you know get a home, both teams get a home game both get a chance to see how teams adjusted from the first game so it really um, puts emphasis on the coaches and see who can make adjustments so uh again the, as we get in league play it's really excited as uh we mentioned it before <clears throat> last week with you know how teams are seated in the open division is going to be really, really key because so many different styles of of, of the different teams are, are going to make for interesting matchups. So how you get seated in that open division is really going to, in my opinion, dictate how how it plays out even more years than ever. Because like Coach uh, Rob said, it's wide open. It's really, really deep. More teams have a, have a legitimate claim for the title this year than I think any year of the open division.
2: It's going to be exciting in the next couple of weeks. Uh, be sure to check out our all class teams that we came up with. We decided to go with eight per grade, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. Uh, the top in our opinion, the top athletes for each um, you know grade level in terms of girls basketball. That's on our Instagram page, the San Diego Prep Insider. Um, and then be sure to you know I, I wanted to give a shout out real quick to um, Madison. They've only lost two games this year. You um, we know we, we're catching an eye on some of the Mission Vista, another school that's done very well. That we just want to give some shout outs to um, as we get into the the last week or two of the regular season before we start playoff basketball, and that's going to be all fun. We'll have our tournament picks. We'll do our own little March Madness that we do uh, in February because that's. So- when- it is um we're the last ones here i guess they trust us coming to the game (laughs) to turn the lights out scoreboard still on 61 24 is the final as mount mcgill beats el cap for haseen williams i'm brain sopranit we'll see you guys next week